This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have made their way into the town surrounding the Vicodin factory. Atticus was horrified to learn he had drank orc remains, Marnie was confused by a gift shop, and Valentine decided they would pose as tourists. What will happen now that the skull crawlers are also inside? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the employee handbook of the Vicodin city, on planet Vicodin. Vicodin is the world after all. Repeat seven times. Do not miss one time or your pay will be docked 10% of available crowns. Please note, in order to continue to live in your ancestral homes, you truly must nail the chant. Once more with feeling. What kind of world is it? It is a Vicodin world after all. Don't forget to wash your hands after the bathroom. As the bell continues to ring and the chorus of the damned sings their very important crown dockable, if incorrect, Vicodin chant, um, Atticus, you see uh, Karaset uh, Skullcrawler, not Vicodin, I fucked up, too many names that are kind of weird and Latin-y, um, <laughs> uh, sort of scan the crowd, and for a moment you, you fear that she's staring directly at you. Of course, you are ducking within a shed some distance away she would have to have um the inquisitor's eyes to be able to really pick you up at this distance but it's just one of those weird kind of vaguely surreal moments where like you kind of almost do make eye contact but she can't she clearly can't see you her her gaze continues over um and uh it's a, a very different um woman than than who you met previously this is clearly her as the conquering hero on shore leave um and I think uh, for you, Vis, a lot of this 
a lot of things are starting to click together from kind of the, that just that vague sense that something was off that you've had uh, about how the unit works, how the army works here, how the glorious regals have been operating. Um, the fact that Vicodin, theoretically a mid shelf liquor was widely available um, in the mess hall. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, people like the skull crawlers were content to just kind of do jobs that you really like, you were excited to be part of that unit, but it did seem odd that they liked being here as very efficient kind of mission driven people and suddenly seeing kind of this side of things, um, that sort of cycle of like, just keep the army super, super happy. And they'll just kind of shut up and keep the war going is becoming um, abundantly clear. So there's, okay. I think a certain sense of closure to that uh, as well as frustration, because yeah. this is not what armies are for. Uh, that also adds a complication. Um, yeah, so ducking in, I'll say, uh, skull crawlers are here, sir, with kerosene. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be easier to spot if they're around. Yes, I'm thinking we need to find you some kind of helmet or something that you can wear to hide your face, and we might need to find some sort of cloth that we could use to disguise your breastplate it is somewhat memorable on the scale of things and he just looks down at the like gorgeous portrait of like the yeah. radiant emperor that's hand painted <laughs> over the armor and he's yeah. like yeah that <laughs> this and he points at his face and then and this wonderful on their own but for the purpose of this mission we need to turn them into something else is that anything no one has a helmet right that would just be really convenient and he just like looks around the room in desperate hope that there's just like a helmet in the corner <laughs> Um, you, I was going to make you roll, but that would be cruel given how long it takes to roll dice in this game. Uh, you scan the room. Um, no, no such luck. Uh, again, you're in kind of a, it's not even like the main janitorial shed. This is just kind of a, you know, we keep some things here in case, uh, the trucks break down or if you need, you know. Monty, do you have any bandages? Like, I just want to look through our stuff and see if we've got any shit where we could try to do them up as walking wounded, where he's like, you know, the burned victim where you do that. <laughs> Invisible man. Uh, if you want bandages, there definitely is a first aid kit in here. Um, there's right. no helmets, but because it's it's like an emergency shed. Um, yes, I think that before you spot that first aid kit, I'm just like kind of like lift up my shirt to where I'm like bandaged, and it's like I'm like there are some that do not have my blood on them, <laughs> and I'm like offer to take them no, off. No, 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 no. Uh, I need you at full combat operational uh, possibilities. We don't want you to be injured. Also, I found a first aid kit. <laughs> and he just like opens it up and he's like, it's time for us to uh, disguise you as someone we could call, uh, you know, walking wounded uh, here. Uh, do you want to take a seat or something? This could take a minute. Uh, and then Tom, I just like to use the bandages to just like bandage up his head so that you can't really see who the hell he is. Okay. Um, this is a mechanic that um, we've only recently uh, started futzing with, uh, and I want to make sure we use it very judiciously, but given how big this ask is, normally if this was like d and I'd ask you for stress or some such. Um, that said, I think it would be safe to say um, you can burn a story point to avoid having to... Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think that'll always be negotiable. It's never like, oh, we want to do this huge uh, Totally. Thing, it's not yeah. going to be like, uh, okay, well, I just burn a story point and turns out my hand was a grenade the whole time. Um... Oh, damn it. It's my idea. Yep. Well, should have got there sooner. <laughs> um, so uh, you you start to bandage him up. Um, and uh, over the um, the loudspeaker, uh, you you hear uh, the dulcet tones of your old pal, uh, Tyron, 
um, just saying like, that's right, everybody. It is our Wounded Warrior Day here at the Vicodin plant. We've got the skull crawlers here to uh, show, you know, show the troops that there's there's still heroes out there fighting on the field, even though they're uh, relatively untouched by the grim darkness of war. Ha <laughs> ha, that's skill for you. But for the rest of you who are less good at the grim dark war, uh, we are also excited to offer a 5% discount at the gift shop, as well as the limited plebeian tours, uh, which will be available to you while the VIP tours are in progress. So come on down, see what a real hero looks like, and get a taste of that sweet, sweet Vicodin. Mmm, love that Vicodin. So we would like to welcome the following wounded warriors uh, to our facility. Um, we, uh, we've got, of course, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Dyrath Varder, uh, will be here today. Uh, and then he like lists off a bunch of other names. Um, so you've got that. You've got a uh, Flapter Bone Skewer, um, who uh, I understand uh, lived up to his name. <laughs> the bones poked out of his flesh. Uh, <laughs> and um, finally, we've got, um, uh, let me see here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't wear my glasses today. Um, Nope, that's everyone. Oh, and uh, Gothy McGotherton. Oh, come on, guys. Gothy McGotherton. That's clearly a fake. Okay. You know what? You know what? Fuck you guys. I'm getting a drink. No, you can, you can read the rest of the names on your own. No, I don't work. And then the feed cuts out. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like another guy. Come on. Yeah, the uh, biggest dick is a penis weenus. <laughs> and it just gets cut off. It's like a shitty assistant comes out. Yeah, there's just a gunshot. And then the, yeah. the mic cuts out. <laughs> I'm just imagining that Simpsons like Kent Brockman uh, title card they throw up whenever he starts swearing. That's just him in like a straight jacket screaming um, obscenities. So yeah, it's something in that though. Yeah, I think, well, if there's a discount for wounded people, then I think uh, Valentine would also probably like bandage up one of his shoulders, like over his, like over his coat to do like a mini sling or something. So that if someone has to fight him at some point, his basic idea is they'll go for the injury, which he'd way rather they think is his uninjured arm than his actually injured gut. Um, okay, sure. There you go. So we got Valentine's Swing. Marnie's already a train wreck of bandages, so that's fine. And we've disguised Atticus into Bandage Man. Great. Um, there is a, uh, as you, you make your way out um, to the, like, <laughs> all the people in the room shuffling back to kind of what they're doing, um, the, uh, the loudspeaker crackles again, and uh, Tyron comes back on, clearly still a little agitated, but also somewhat sheepish says um hello again um i would like to apologize uh to mr mcgotherton and his family um i was unaware of the great sacrifices you've made both your sons is a terrible burden to have lost in this war and i would like to apologize on behalf of or just myself because of course vicodin would, would never make such an error um speaking of which uh my assistant was uh <clears throat> also attempting to welcome some people. Um, we don't think much, much highly of, of uh, Hubert Fry, but um, well, it would seem he was right. So um, once again, uh, Mr. Uh, Richard Flavius uh, and uh, Mr. Uh, Richard, um, <clears throat> uh, well, uh, biggest Richard, um, <laughs> welcome to Vicodin. Um, well, I apologize profusely to both of you. I'm sure you come from very respected families. Welcome to Vicodin. Mm -mm. <sighs> Love that Vicodin. You will both receive a 7% discount as recompense. 
enjoy your tours. Um, and then the, the mic cuts out again. Biggest Richard. Jesus. All right. So now we need to find our way towards the tour, which we could either do in a very complicated manner or I could do this. Hello. Uh, he just turns to somebody on the street. Is next to me. He's like, we're injured and here for the tour of the factory. How do we get to the gift shop? Um, and um, the uh, the peasant's eyes go wide. Um, and uh, he's kind of like a, a Ken Jong looking fella, uh, again, with the, the V branded uh, into his face. Um, and just says, oh, no, you're so far away from the gift shop. That's where all the gifts are. Space Lords. Why are you so far away from the gift shop? And then he just yells, everybody, there are space lords over here. Uh, and immediately, like, just like a bunch of these shuffling robed figures come over and they're like, hello, space lords. You are nowhere near the gift shop. We must take you there immediately. Uh, tell me, which guests are you? Come here, listicle, and um, a uh, you hear like robotic clanking, and one of the first um, sort of cybernetically augmented uh, peasants you've seen comes over. Um, but who oh boy, does he look rough? He looks like one of those droids that they like stuff in the back of a Star Wars shot just to round it out, where he's like kind of a torso with like spindly robotic chicken legs, like just those super super thin metallic legs that are just kind of splayed at the bottom, just tottering over. Um, and one of his arms is a massive, massive scroll uh, that kind of drags on the ground uh, below him. He seems to be writing um, upward uh, and scrolling down. So it seems like the discarded scroll kind of comes in his wake. Mm. Um, and um, he he comes uh, stumbling over um, and uh, he's got um, like definitely like a, a voice box uh, piece. Um, all the skin around it's very red. Like again, this 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 doesn't look like a place that really knows how to treat um, uh, implants. Um, and uh, he just says, "Yes, welcome. Listicus O three eight is here to make sure you are on the lists. May I have your names, honored guests?" Absolutely. Uh, my name is Francis Aquino. Uh, this is, uh, and he turns to see if either of them have an answer and can remember a name that was said over the speaker. Yeah, Atticus uh, just uh, speaks up and says, uh, Flap the bone skewer at your service. I am so sorry for what happened to your limbs. Oh, you seem yeah, to well, have recovered. I, I, I like flex my robotic arm and say, well, you know, the emperor provides. Um, and, uh, if this thing could smile, it would, you also get the sense that like, you're not really sure how alive this is anymore. Like it seems like halfway to a servo skull. Um, and, uh, with its weird scroll arm, which as it lifts, you see is literally just like two wheels on an arm to just kind of keep the scroll moving. It says, welcome to the club robot brother. And then just clangs its tiny arm off, off your arm. Yeah. I let him, I'm the no reason to to get uh, 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 on edge. So just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and one of the peasants slaps him in the back of the head. There's a metallic clang, and they kind of do that, like, Jackie Chan punched a guy thing where their hand hurts. Um, but uh, they're like, no, Listicus, your job is to deal with lists, not bother the guests. They're like, we are so sorry. 
space lords. Oh, he's quite all right. No harm done. Uh, they just look at Listicus and they're like, you don't deserve, you don't deserve his grace. Um, but they mark you down. Um, and Listicus turns to Marnie. I just kind of, I, I, I look at it with like an intensity of just like, kind of like challenging to like question me, which is like, biggest Richard. Ah, uh, yes. We are the only sorry one I can remember. <laughs> about the confusion around your name. You must forgive us. Vicodin. Mm-mm. Um, and it writes, writes that down. Um, and then um, suddenly its eyes go pure red. Um, and um, you hear like an electronic crackle uh, as uh, some machinery seems to activate in its head. What do you do? I think we just... Valentine will just like uh, like fold his arms and just wait because like Imperial Tech sucks balls and the names are all legit and this does not seem like the kind of place that'll have an elaborate checkpoints of tracking where people are. We saw drunk people on a truck, so he'll wait. Uh, has uh, has Atticus seen this kind of behavior before? No, you've never seen like again like this is one yeah. of those weird like planet specific weird we mash together a robot and a person. Okay. So his his fingers on his robot arm close into a fist, uh, but he doesn't make any other moves. Uh, and I think Marnie just kind of leans over to Valentine, and just say, uh, "Orders." Hold position. Let's see what occurs. Um, finally, there's like um, uh, an alarm blare out of uh, out of uh, Listicus's mouth. Uh, you just hear like a brom, brom, brom. Says, "Thank you for your patience." Listicus had to communicate with the other Listicles to ensure that all names were updated on all scrolls. Updates complete. We have been told that our confirmation noise is upsetting. We apologize. Vicodin, mm-mm. Uh, and then it just like starts toddling away. That was so upsetting. Could, so could someone point us to the gift shop? Yeah, yeah. They're now they're like leading people <laughs> on. They just had to make sure you're on the list. Um, so um, the uh, what is wrong with these people? I think to myself. <laughs> so um, the uh, the peasant who who first uh, met you um, says. Uh, uh, like, uh, hi, uh, my name is Fahugwagas, and I am one of the, the local peasant workers here at Vicodin. Mm-mm, love that, Vicodin. Um, we're so happy to have you here, Space Lords, and I'm so sorry you're so far from the gift shop. I apologize about our stupid robot, but, you know, sometimes we have to make sure that people aren't sneaking in, because that would be really bad, and Lord Vicodin would be really mad. And we don't need another incident like the scouring of Sector 2. Oh, I haven't heard about the scouring of Sector 2 because I begin. I was at the front. Could you tell me what occurred? Oh, well, one day some people tried to sneak in from the local army regiment uh, and they tried to steal some Vicodin. And Lord Vicodin was so mad. This was two Lord Vicodins ago. Was so mad uh, that he burned the entire sector and everyone inside it to the ground. And it still remains to this day a smoking reminder of why disobedience is against the emperor's will. That makes a great deal of sense. I kind of look look knowingly over at at uh, Valentine's scouring. 
efficient. <laughs> As in like hoping he'll get that that's like what we could do to like, I don't know, destroy shit here. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, yes. Scouring is tremendously efficient, though I would imagine you don't truck with agitators anymore, do you? Like, how much do you think it would take to get you and your friends to become disobedient, knowing the scouring? Oh, um, well, uh, and I'm going to need you to roll some dice there, bud. Um, do you want to go ahead with, you're just kind of testing the waters. Is that correct? Yeah, this I'm not trying to sell him on it yet. Yeah. This is the like prelim, like, is Marnie's idea a good one? Because if this guy's like, fuck you, we kill traitors, then I'm like, okay, let's not walk down this path. Can you give me a charm or negotiation? Sure. Uh, this is going to be a difficulty of four. Uh, these people are very strange. They don't react the way anyone you've ever met does to things. Um, so you're not really like... Uh, this is a weird aside, but Miles and I uh, recently bought a car for work. Um, and I got to tell you, buying a used car while wearing a COVID mask makes you a superhero because all the car salesman tactics just don't work because they can't see your face at all. So it's kind of like that. Like he could be like you just you're used to manipulating people in a specific way and you can't fucking read these people. They're so strange. Yeah, so mm. is it just him or how many of them are with us? Just uh, it's just him leading you now. Okay. They all basically, like, now that you're getting a lay of the land, you get the sense that if your names weren't on the list, they probably would have just swarmed you and beaten you to death with their fists. Or at least tried to, because that would be expected of them. But since you're on the list, it only takes one person. And honestly, the rest of them have to get back to work. Singing yeah. that fucking song takes a lot of time, and it <laughs> happens several times a day. So, like, once they're done, they got to get back to work because they are, aren't allowed time for it. It's kind of like, we'll do your job, but also do this thing that we like. You don't like it, but we do. So you have to do it on top of your work. Um, so yeah, so four difficulty there. Uh, I will give you um, one boost uh, because he seems friendly. Um, he mostly seems excited that he's getting to talk to space lords. So that's neat. <laughs> um, and uh, Ryan, I actually think I'm going to give you one setback because I don't think you've had to form a rebellion before. That's very... It's a rare. Yeah, right now he's just right now he's just trying to figure no, out no, how I, pro I, I or con. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. totally get that. But like, I'm trying to cross check this against other characters you play who are very good at this. But like, as an inquisitor, generally you're putting down rebellions, you're not starting them, and also you're like an inquisitor in <laughs> like name and necklace only. Like, you're, well, it's if this is like your into, third week on the job. If we're looking at like his his list, basically mm -hmm. his his strengths are either manipulation and coercion. Or deception. Like, he right. will lean on you, or he will just lie outright. Like, he tends not to be the, let's all be in this together, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, from the gotcha. front. Like, that's <laughs> not in his wheelhouse. Yeah. And to be clear, I'm absolutely with you that this isn't, you aren't doing this action. You're just trying to get a sense, like my uh, dear sweet fucked over car dealer guy, um, of, like, what what's going on with Fahokwa uh, yeah. Goss. All right, let's see what happens. Come on, Fahokwa Goss. Uh, one advantage, but two failure. Okay. Um, and uh, he just looks at you in that way that only really Ken Jong can um, was just that like wide-eyed, like vaguely manic terror. And it just says like, oh, we scour them so good. We just, we scour them with our fists. We scour them with our secret knives. We scour them until they can't possibly rebel anymore because that's what Lord Vicodin wants. And Lord Vicodin is the emperor's favorite.
Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us. Uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. Yes, see, Marnie, so they won't actually ever rise up in rebellion because the scouring was too efficient. Uh, you feel like a sharp uh, uh, elbow jab <laughs> into your ribs, and you just hear <laughs> Atticus like clear throat and go, biggest richness. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is excellent. Um, Yeah. Give me a deception. Um, Oh, boy. This one isn't going to be pretty, though. So <laughs> I be... didn't even catch that. Damn. Uh, neither did I. Thanks, oh, Tyler. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it truly was a Pepsi challenge. Um, okay. So uh, difficulty of three. Um, gonna give you a boost dice from uh, <laughs> the reminding him the robotic nudge. Um, <laughs> yeah, you start to hear him kind of go, "Wait a minute!" And kind of his pace slows. How many of them are there? It's just him. It's just him. Now there are still people like all around you. Now they're just not swarming. Right. They're, they're milling okay. about doing tasks. They're James Bond villains in the background, just like turning, cranking wheels and pulling levers. Uh, four successes, but two threat in the weirdest combo in a while. Huh. Okay. Um, so uh, he stops and he says, wait a minute. You know, because you succeeded, he's like, I heard... Uh, what uh, Hugh said before they shot him for insolence. You go by Dickus, not Richard. That I'm sorry. I've been very rude. I've been calling you by a formal name, like I'm addressing your father. I, I am very sorry. I will be much more attentive to names in future. <laughs> oh, that's very good of you. Thank you so much, Monty. And I just rest a hand on his <laughs> shoulder. And I'm like, Oh, am I saying the wrong name? I suffered a head injury, as you can see from my eyes and ears, and the implants are bad, so I have something called name blindness. That's uh, why you're, you're Marnie, and, and, and I'm he, sure you've met my friends Marnie and Marnie. He just nods <laughs> nods knowingly, and he's like, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you're like the, the 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 listicles. And he like looks at, the, um, at uh, Marnie and Atticus, and he's like, robots, am I right? Okay, um... Uh, 
Marnie, and he like pats you on the shoulder and says, "Well, no, um, no, no, I'm Francis. You're Marnie." Oh, okay, yeah, great. Okay, so I'm Marnie. Sure, um, and uh, he just says, uh, "Wow, I'll, I'll I'll have to make sure I introduce him properly to everyone I see, so that he 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 knows who he's talking to, and everyone knows him. That way, he won't get lost in the gift shop." Um, and, uh, he continues to, uh, to take you that way very enthusiastically, if somewhat misguidedly, um, you realize that, uh, if Fahogwagas does in fact bring you into the gift shop, odds are he's going to introduce you to everyone possible, um, uh, to help accommodate you because he's actually very good at this. Uh, it's his first time doing it. He's always wanted to lead someone to the gift shop and it's never really happened for him. So like space Lords, um, this could be a problem. What do you do? Do you allow him to lead you in or do you do something else? The moment we have an idea of where it is, Valentine would very much like to either signal one of the others or kill him. Like this guy's got to go. He's not coming into the store with us. Okay. You're moving through fairly public area. Um, People are kind of distracted. Um, There aren't really, there's not really a good like shadowy alley uh, around these parts. How do you intend to kill him? Uh, maybe before we go, it's just a matter of like, you know, uh, well, uh, this shit over here, uh, we were having a quick little look about, uh, oh, we've already been know? walking, right? Tom, you're oh, saying, yeah, right you've been walking for a bit. Right. So okay. yeah, you're, you're getting closer to the, uh, the front gates now. And I think, uh, where he is, uh, Valentine will just look at Vogelbaum or whatever his name is. Uh, and then he'll look at the. What what's the name of this fucking little wiener guy? Fogwagas. Yeah, I'm not learning that. Nice and easy. You already called him Marty. Yeah, we're gonna kill him Um, soon. But I think Valentine's just gonna look around and see like the crowd on the street and look back to nerdy guy. Yeah, whose name he Marnie. Look back to his new Marnie, and he'll look at him and he'll lean in and then he'll step back and stop and go. Did you just say the emperor isn't the best? I'll scour you uh, and just start beating the shit out of him and hope that the crowd will join us in killing this guy in a show of loyalty. And of um, course, well, I will immediately back you up, yeah. obviously. It's like, do not defile the emperor's name. Yeah, good old Cockney. You what? And just. <laughs> and Valentine's wailing. yelling, like, you could kill everyone in this sector if they don't help us cover this up. <laughs> Um, as, uh, you scour, uh, um, he, as you know, um, right before his, his skull, uh, implodes, he, he sees the gift shop and he sees the door open and inside the, the shimmer of trinkets, the trinkets that he and his family have spoken about seeing for generations. Like they've always wanted to just know what's inside, and the last thing his eyes see as as the scouring continues um, is that truly it seems to just be bottles of Vicodin. The same thing that they see and handle and work with every day. It's not a magical treasure trove. It's a place where you buy things to remind them that you had shore leave and they didn't. And he just lets out a little, oh, as a fist crushes his head. Yeah. He just watches giant robot fingers come across his vision and then <laughs> crush him. <laughs> so ended the golden dream of Fahugwagas. 
This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vice. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio. For 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right. Now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee open. Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. 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 Make your memories with us. Make your memories here. With Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter of Mount Absalom and Celeric Bottling Works. Refreshing Celeric Soda and Diet Celeric Soda. A Midwestern Gothic Mystery 
Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.